What is going on, Star Wars fans? This is your host, Gerard Bear, and you are listening to another episode of the Man Bro Lorians, an unrefined podcast podcast. I'm joined by Daniel Leahy. What's up, guys? Brian Karasik. Greetings, citizens of the Galactic Empire. Yep, he's still doing that. And <laughs> last but not least, not quite as special a guest because he was on last week, but still a little bit special, Mr. Brett Pachi. Thanks for that, Gerard, I think. You're welcome. I said your name right after you did. That was seven awesome. years. We're off to a good start. <laughs> yes, we are. It's good to talk to you guys. We'll be talking about Chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. Um, it was a show that had a couple things that happened in it, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to discussing them. Uh, first, if you haven't already checked out the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook, it uh, is a group that you should check out because you can go in there and talk about Star Wars right away. You don't have to worry about spoilers once things are live. You also don't have to worry about people being complete animals because we tend to respect each other a little bit more in there than other places. But mm-hmm. check out Baraxium for the quick shots every Wednesday. Um, great spoiler-free comic review show. And then, as always, we have the Skywalk, and Brett will do his little thing now because I like it when he does that. Oh, okay. Yeah, check out the Skywalk. Skies in Sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. And uh, shout out to my co-host, Jeff, uh, who just had a baby and named him Luke. So that's pretty get good. away with that? Good, man. Yeah, the, he says, and this might have been a Jedi mind trick, he says his wife came up with the idea. So it, maybe it was like that, uh, you know, from the comic when Palpatine is like hovering over Padme uh-huh. and, and you know, exerting some force magic. But he, he convinced his wife wow. through the force to name his kid Luke. Brian wanted to name his daughter Akmina after B. Arthur's character, but his yeah, wife wouldn't allow true. it. <laughs> so we went with Maud. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> still no, I was expressly told we have a three-year-old and I was ex- expressly told no Star Wars names. But really, when you come down to it, there's not a lot of girl names in Star Wars that are human names. You no. like, yeah. I, I'm not going to try to name a girl Ahsoka or Mon Mothma. <laughs> that would so, be pretty sweet, though. So Leia was right out, but I gave it a couple days and I said, hey, um, how about Mara? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, wait a minute. <laughs> and that's... Uh, that's that sounds Star wars it sounds Star Warsy. She's like, "Who is that?" Like, "It's Luke Skywalker's wife. She's an assassin for the Emperor." So yeah, we. Uh, Please. We Who told your names. wife about Wikipedia? <laughs> I am Wikipedia for my wife. She's like, "Tell me again. <laughs> what are the order of the movies? The first one that came out is the fourth movie. The fourth movie that came out is the first movie, and so on." Do you guys like being that for people? Yeah. By the way, you, I, Brian, I, I know you enjoy to. it. It's it's your it's it's your uh uh. uh like radi- you like absorb the energy like Godzilla absorbs a factory. Uh, Rogue point. One took the joy out of doing that for me. Really, of like talking to people about like because... like being like the Star Wars expert to like yeah. to like normal people in the world. Yeah, because really? they would be like, I don't get where it fits, and I would literally show oh. a picture and be like, Here's where it fits in between here, but I don't yeah. get it. The other movies were first, but they're actually later. Sure. This is well, what happens well, when you invite a hundred people to watch with you. I think what I think what your issue is, Gerard, is you're you're handing people like you you have to just like not care what they think. Just explain what it is. I'm really I'm really care. good at not caring about stuff. Right? But, well, yeah. So let's start doing it with that. <laughs> I had an amusing conversation that. at where someone asked me, "Hey, um, what was the name of that thing on on the ice planet that Luke is riding?" And I said, "Tauntaun." 
He said, no, no, that was the thing in the ice cave. I said, what was it called? Was it the, that the womp is, is, he was riding a tauntaun, the womp is in the ice cave. No, are you sure? And I looked at him. <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Pretty like, Why am I even arguing with this guy? He's the best. Sure. And I'm sure you guys have gotten this is when someone comes up to you with like a Mike Zero thing. Like, Did you hear uh... that? that Disney fired Kathleen Kennedy and like, and then they're going to bring in some, like all the crazy, I don't even watch Mike Zero stuff. Whatever I'm drinking or eating ends up on them at that point. Dude, it's <laughs> just, and I'm just kind of oh, like, sorry. yeah, that's not um how that works. Or when they're like, anything I'm drinking or eating or filling my car with, you know, just what? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Disney chained JJ to a table until he would bring Palpatine back. It's like, well, that's not really how that worked. But like, <laughs> I okay. come back with, I, I can't believe that Ray is a Targaryen. I mean, it was, just, didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> Dude, that would have been a sick ending. Um, I, I, I do. I would love to see more alternative universe Ray as Sith Empress kind of, kind of an entire trilogy about that. Sure, just like for funds, for funds. Or, or let's but, you know, uh, let's be honest. Read a series of comic books entitled Star Wars Infinities. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, I'm yeah. sure if you guys look deep enough, you'll find that story somewhere online. Guys, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to Google. It's really good too. You don't want to Google Dark Ray too often. You know, leave Safe Search on with that one. When we, when, when Disney, why Plus, is she always being overfed? I, never mind. Never mind. When, when Disney Plus was coming out, and we uh, on the Skywalk, we were talking about, you know, like what kind of a star wars show would you like to see just you know sky's the limit right Mm -hmm. and i said that is something i would love to see like an anthology show where it's like where it doesn't matter literally yeah one episode one story if you want you you know your episode could be shadows of the empire or your episode could be um oh what was the other one we had you know, but it could be something from any corner Crimson of the Star Empire. Wars universe. Crimson Empire. It could be an episode of Droids, for all I care. You know, and just and give it to different people. You know, just different creative teams, one-offs. I mean, it would. They probably wouldn't do it because it would be a super expensive proposition, right? Because you're not talking about being able to reuse sets and yeah. you know, well, props and stuff. They kind but, of did that with the Star Wars Tales comic book series back in the yeah. 80s, 90s. Yeah, but right. that's that's I mean the scale and production. But now with the void thing, the the is it, am I saying that right? The volume, the volume, the volume. Yeah. yeah, that they can do right. literally. The void is now. no longer part of Star Wars. The void. The the, the void is not <laughs> canon. You know what is part of Star Wars? Chapter eleven of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> the Eris. All right, we're well, going I'll down go... the again. So before well, we get I think too we all deep kind into of, that, that was not a Brian. No, no I think it wasn't. Was it wasn't his fault. But we're just going to refer to it as that going forward. Okay, I'm in favor because of this. I love it. Yes, I all love right. it. But well, I'm going to go ahead and your... read our little. Yes, you have your uh, scroll, right? Yes, yes, my my crawl, if you will, for chapter eleven, the Eris, and then I'll open it up and and we'll just get general thoughts. I'd like to let's. If we can talk about the big things towards the end, um, or maybe should, we should just get right into the big stuff. I think actually, because because we're only talking about one episode. It's going to be tough so. to hold that that launch. Yeah, back, let's buddy, just you know yeah, what I mean? let's just yeah, let's just get into it. All right, Chapter Eleven, The Heiress. After a treacherous journey in the hobbled Razorcrest, the Mandalorian successfully reunites the passenger with her mate. After following up on a series of beings known to have information on the whereabouts of fellow Mandalorians, our hero charters a fishing vessel whose captain promised to take him to a covert of Mandalorians. Our hero is betrayed, ambushed by the corn fishermen. Luckily, he is saved at the last moment by a group of Mandalorians led by Bo-Katan. After learning much more about his people and himself, the Mandalorian declines Bo-Katan's invitation to join them 
and goes off again on his own. But once again, he is ambushed by Quarren and rescued by his brethren. The Mandalorian agrees to help Bo-Katan on her mission in exchange for information on the whereabouts of a Jedi. All right. That was hot. Thank you. Uh, well put. All right. So, Brett, your first impression of the episode, go. Whatever you want to, whatever you can't wait to talk about, go. Just go for it. Uh, first, I want to comment on your crawl, which was great. It made me, your crawl helped me to realize that there are things that you said I, that I forgot happened in this episode. Sure. Which makes it like one of the great Simpsons episodes where you can't even figure out how the beginning of the episode was connected to the end of the episode. Yeah, um, yeah I know what you mean. So the this old was first like, four minutes rule. Right. So this was like one of those. Um, this, I'm going to be honest, like I really, I, I liked it a lot, but it was probably my least favorite of the season so far. But... Mm-hmm. I think there were things that happened in it. Uh, I think the the big one that we can just dive right into, I hope, is Bo-Katan, obviously, mm-hmm. which I, I got, I don't even know why, I got really emotional. And I'm not even a huge, like, Clone Wars nut or Bo-Katan nut. I'm not even a Mandalorian's lore nut. So, but just seeing her actually there in live action, that was just fantastic. It's special, would... right? It's like it's like for us, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's for like it's for in in I'm one of those people I don't like to say like who's a true fan, who isn't, but there's are certain fans who consume a lot of this stuff and for many years we've been told that the extra stuff we consume that isn't the movies doesn't matter. Right. Right? And we've been told by, you know, Lucasfilm, you know, story group people for how long? Six years now. Like, hey, no, this it's all canon, like it's all thing, but it's like, ah, but like Admiral Haldo is different than she is in the it's movie. It's like grade you know, you, B canon. Yeah, right. it, it's like it's like well, when are you gonna? It's like okay, we got Sagara and Rogue One, but that was like the only thing for a long time, right? Yeah. And then this show has just between the from the dark saber to a baby little Yoda species to now Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. I mean, it is really emotional. And Katie Sackhoff, not just yeah. Bo-Katan, yeah. but who they cast as yeah. her. It's just such a nod yeah. to us. It's yeah. like going from a backyard birthday party to a full-blown glow stick rave. Yeah. I've seen this, in, and I've said this, I think, on every episode, but Favreau is one of us. He knows what we're looking for because he wants it too. Yeah. It's, I, little, it's little Easter eggs and candy, and I I think, bro, I'd like to hear more about what, what was lacking in this episode for you because you're not the only person I've heard express that at all, like in our community. And so I'm just more curious about that perspective because I, I thought it, it was pretty tops for me. On a, in a lot of ways, but yeah, if you can expand on that. Yeah, and I should, again, like, to me, watching an episode of The Mandalorian is like watching an NFL game. Like, I will watch almost every single one and really enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. some are just better than others to me. Um, I think that, I don't know, I, I honestly found myself a little bit bored in the second half of the episode, and I don't even know why. Like, everything seems to check mm-hmm. the boxes for me, but I think, too, it is, I, I feel like it was a a pretty drastic change up from from the previous two episodes um but you know like all the all the stuff at the beginning you know the the crash landing on the planet i thought was fantastic the admiral uh abercrombie on the docks was pretty funny and i'm still trying to figure out why he's wearing an ll bean sweater in star wars uh but i don't mind it you know and, sweater yeah. is a sweater it's it's cold out there yeah man yeah. they know what's up j crew catalog 2000 yeah, cold-blooded fish species you know gotta cable knit is a galactic constant 
Yeah. And, well, you know, that's the funny thing, like Daniel, like the thing you said about about uh, bringing animated characters into live action. I think you're right. I think there's a thing where it was almost viewed as not legitimate, you know, and I think fans like us have had these things for years, like, oh, what if they did this? And it's like, nah, they would never do that. You know, that's just not something they would do. And now it's like, no, that that can work and that can be really cool. Um, the flip side is like I, maybe to me, the second half of the episode, it feels so much like an episode of Clone Wars or even Rebel, well, yeah, maybe more Clone Wars, where mm -hmm. I think, and, and the good side, the positive angle on this is like, there are a lot of people watching The Mandalorian that have never seen any of that stuff. So mm -hmm. for, for me, it feels a little old hat in terms of what The Mandalorians do and what they're all about. I feel like I've seen it before, but for, for people watching the show that never saw that stuff, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. It deadlifts the IP. It, it brings everything up. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it does, because if you link all this stuff below to it. It, it. I mean, The Mandalorian, it was the most watched show of 2019. It won yep. nine Emmys or something like that. Something insane. I'm making that up for sure. But it, it it's just so successful. And it's the perfect. Uh, Gerard, you're muted, by the way. Actually, oh, I shouldn't have told him he was <laughs> muted. Dang it. <laughs> let oh, it go. You could have gone a little while. <laughs> oh, man. Why did let, I'm, I, I've had a really. <laughs> How long were you going already, day. Gerard? I just noticed now. Oh man! I haven't stopped talking was, for nineteen minutes. It was seven <laughs> Emmys. Yeah, it was. It was seven. I knew it was a. But it was uh, nominated for like double that, right? It was sure. nominated for fifteen and it received yeah. seven, including outstanding yeah. character voiceover for Taika Waititi, outstanding production design, outstanding single cam. There's a lot of them. But can yeah, I throw in a little aside yeah, here? How it, how it did yeah. well? How upset do you guys think Nick Nolte was when Taika Waititi got nominated? I was oh, like, Nick Nolte yeah. brought so much heart to the show. And Taika Waititi I don't think is Nick Nolte knew that he was in a TV show. I think he just point. wandered in and he's just talking. That's yeah. Has he, he still doesn't know he was publicly on publicly on like what he thought of the Mandalorian or anything? Because I know like that guy sounds like me. He's like 89 <laughs> years old now and he does not look good. He's no. probably was so cool in a home was... or something. I want to see a buddy cop movie where Nick Nolte and Ron yeah. Perlman just like grumblingly Ooh. deal with with issues that are sort of out of their control. That'd be like the Expendable Six. Yeah. Oh, and 16. while I'm on the topic, Brett, I think I think you might appreciate this. I want to see a show where the Mandalorian and Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad just sort of uh, sigh and exasperatedly just be competent at things, you know, like just groan about how nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, man, we'll take care of this. I love both those guys, and they have the same kind of here we go again energy. And maybe that Quarren in the bar, I don't know who, um, I was trying to figure out who that voice was, but there's the one Quarren who sits down with, uh, I think it's the one who sits down with Mando and agrees to take him out on the ship. And he That's sounded someone, right? really familiar. He yeah. sounded a lot like that. I think that is someone. Um, I'm positive it is someone. And Brian, there is plenty of room on Disney Plus for a show like that. There's room for about a hundred more shows right now. For sure. I mean, we, it's nice to have all the DuckTales episodes, but I feel like they could probably cover. I can see more. where Brett, where well, you wouldn't think this thing is like the greatest episode of the show. It it did have some awesome stuff in it. Yep. I wouldn't call it what many refer to as filler episodes. But no, no, not a chance. Oh yeah. man, this thing this thing set the table quite. Somebody nice. used that term on the Skywalk this week. I won't. I won't name names. But it rhymes. But there's with, only two of us, and it wasn't me. But it rhymes with not Brett. Uh, I, I'd be really. I mean, it does. This this episode, we I kind of talked about it earlier how it's structured weird. It is a vessel for two reveals. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah. 
And it sort of is backwards engineered to be like that. And, 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 and it serves a purpose too. like a backwards engineering. That phrase gets a lot of bad flack, which it probably should be probably because it's supposed to be called reverse engineering, but you can call it backwards. <laughs> Thank you. Actually. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> That's um, enough. But, uh, the Mandalorian struggles a lot in this particular episode. Um, you see him kind of, he, he has some naive moments and I think people are kind of forgetting the journey he's been on like the last few episodes with, you know, being, getting ambushed, first of all, killing Crate Dragon, being ambushed, walking all the way to Moss Eisley, getting on a ship, flying to an ice planet, fighting that whole thing off, fixing it, then now flying to this planet. So he's a little off. And I think everyone can appreciate that if we really just a lot remember. Of his depth. We get a week break between each of these episodes. Yeah. He does not. He does not. That's so, yeah, funny. So, so, uh, so he has some moments, and I want to know if you, any of you guys caught, if you any of you guys caught that naivete that came across him, and then also like when the, it's revealed that he's part of like what we've kind of, kind of assumed in in in, in speculated on for some time that he's part of a, an extremist wing of Mandalorian. But he doesn't know it. But he doesn't know it. Yeah. Most of them don't. He's like, oh, hey, am I in a cult? <laughs> yeah. I, I liked his, the body language of, uh, I assume it was Pedro Pascal at that point, but I really liked the body language of when the three Mandos took their helmets off. He's like, hey, yep. what's like, what's the, all this about? Which I got to say, I've asked a few times and just sort of speculating, I said I can't wait to find out what happened that caused the Mandalorians to never take their helmets off because they take them off constantly on the show, and yeah. now we know. So thanks very much, Favreau. That was cool. He's like, this is the way. And Bo-Katan takes her helmet off. She's like, yeah, no, it's not, bro. Yeah, right. let me tell you this what the is way, the way. Is, bro. Well, and he tells I, her it's the only way. So I agree, the with your, yeah. I agree with your assessment of naiv- his naivete there, Daniel. What I... I wouldn't have put it that way, but it's it's perfectly put. What I had noticed was you could tell that he has trained a great deal in combat on his own compared to the three Mandalorians who've spent their whole lives fighting side by side. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. He, I mean, he, he's good. I'm not trying to take that away from him, but compare he was he seemed a little bit like um, he he just seemed like a little bit outclassed. I thought by their three man tactics, and I also wanted to say that when he talks about not taking your helmet off the three of them look exactly the way i feel as a veteran meeting someone who wears camouflage to a neighborhood watch meeting like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> okay buddy all right you're, you're doing a, fine a bit much yeah but yeah. i but i love that interaction i don't mean that in any way a critique of any character i thought that sure. was the, for me that was the most interesting part of the whole show right think- is that one of the things that rub, what rubbed you wrong of that episode was oh. that like mando was off like seemed off no, not too much. I mean, I think I, I felt that way the first season and, you know, other people, you know, said that to me during the first season too, that there are times where it's like, this guy is supposed to be super ultimate warrior. You know, he's got his shirt tucked in, his armor on. I gotta... Thank God this is an audio show. Gerard, you know, I can't hold in my laughs. I can't, I couldn't plug forward. I couldn't hold something in Not either. a Mando. I don't have that kind of discipline. <laughs> Start again. Water. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when he's arguing with uh, Bo-Katan about joining the next leg of the mission. He's like, this isn't what the deal was. And she says, this is the way. She says the, the way some people say, have a blessed day. This, you know, yeah. like, 
Yeah. The she first time gonna, she says it. Yes. The first the time second time it, yeah. I, there was more, but I feel like she was just like, you know, take it or leave it, buddy. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. But, but him being, yeah, him being naive, you know, people pointed that out in the first season too, where he's, you know, he's supposed to be this warrior who's been trained since he was a kid and he usually is, but then he has times where he just gets his butt kicked in a situation where it, it doesn't seem like that should happen. Um, you know, I think some of that's just the writing to put him in a good, fun situation. So I, you know, I don't have complaints about that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like I said, I, I don't, you know, I, I didn't really have, I can't say I have a problem with the episode. I just, you know, it, it didn't hold my interest as much as the first two. I but, have a problem with the episode actually. And I, <laughs> and I think we should bring it up right now because yes. it just reminded me of this. Uh, Titus Welliver yes. not using his Irish accent really was a letdown for me. Mm. But I, just, all kidding aside, I, I thought I love that guy's work. I like seeing him in anything. Like whenever yeah. he shows up, I was like, oh, I like him. I like him. It's Jimmy O'Fa- Jimmy O'Fallon's back in the galaxy. I, that's good to see you again, Jimmy. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And I really liked his reaction to like, well, I'm not going to take you to Moff Gideon because I know what's going to happen if I do. So it may as well happen now. In such a cool twist on the cyanide capsule villain yeah. killing himself trope. Because I think that's from that device is from something. That's not the first time we've seen that. I, don't I think, think it's from the Third Reich. No, I think <clears> there is a book. Well, Captain no, no, America, no. the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah there's 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 some but there are some sources, source material in Star Wars that like they do something similar like that where it's like an electric shot. Like it like just kills you. Yeah. Like, I I don't know, but I'm maybe I, I'm just trying to pull something from the ether of the expanse of the EU that exists. I would have liked to have seen them pull a Duke Leto Atreides and have that not only kill him, but also be able to exhale the poison. Dune spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for a movie that came out in 1982, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to uh, say, like, I think the show um, and again, like, and here's the thing. There's always something worthwhile in every episode. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the point that I would make. Right. It's like mm-hmm. this show is like truly hook or crook, you know, where sometimes the story feels really organic and perfect. And then other times there's something else that's so good that it maybe covers over some of the things that I didn't like about it. You know what and I mean? And that like, thing is Katie Sackhoff. It is. It totally is. In this episode for me, the way she just casually conversed with, with Titus Welliver when they're like, c- come in. Do you hear her? She's like, yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm, be, be right up. Put the tea on. I think that's that was just a great moment. And it, it reminded me of in, in Lords of the Sith when Darth Vader takes a moment to put his breathing on the PA system as he's raiding the ship. So everybody on the ship hears him killing everybody else on the ship. I just like that casual, like, yeah, we've all got communicators. Let's just talk this out. I'm going to kill you, mm-hmm. but we can have a conversation about it. Put some tea on. Such a Beautiful. great line. It's so glad to see. Uh... And, and the characterization of her, like, they really followed... I mean, obviously, Bo-Katan was designed along her facial structure as much mm-hmm. as Clone Wars characters actually look like human beings, mm-hmm. which is not to a great deal. But I really, I mean, they just, they just I, I, I'm speechless. I just, I'm so happy to see her. And I do not care about Mandalorians. I never have. I've not been a big fan. Even when Boba Fett was the only one in the, in the galaxy, like, eh, take it or leave it. But the Clone Wars, to some extent, overdid it for me. I didn't think that Sabine Wren kind of took kind of took me out of it. I didn't need a candy raver skateboard chick in Star Wars, but fine. And then you know we get into the, the Imperial Commandos and all that stuff. And it was, but this really brought it back. And I love love what we've seen about the the Mandalorians, the Children of the Watch. I'm going to call them now. So it's such a, and such a cool anyway. So yeah, that That's was interesting. My... That's an interesting take. Uh, that I was happy with Satine, uh, Sabine. Excuse me, 
because she was a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, a Mandalorian that got to have like kind of her own unique personality and take on being a Mandalorian. So I enjoyed that freshness. And Dave Filoni and George Lucas, I never cared about Mandalorian. In fact, excuse me, crap. In fact, when like it would get brought up in Facebook groups, I'd be like, oh, here we go. Mando fans, here we go. Yep. But they dragged me kicking and screaming like, no, Daniel, you will shut up and like it. You will and shut up funny. and like this. I used and to call those guys man bros. Man bros? Um, yeah. The man bros. Now we are. We've become <laughs> what we swore to destroy. That's, that's what I get. So, oh, so, but, but, and, and I was wrong to hate on Mando stuff because I think there's a lot of, um, I think there, there's a, a huge uh, tribal, there's a, a huge amount of tribalism in everyday society, whether it's, you know, uh, Brett being a massive Patriots fan or whether it's, you know, the Navy versus the Army and Marines and Air Force. You know what I mean? Like there's like I mean, that's tribalism. not even a competition. So I don't know why you'd even bring that up. Sure, sure. Uh, but Same with there, mine. There's tribalism to us. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned at an extreme uh, a, a mythological level in Star Wars with the Mandalorian. So it's been an interesting journey for me as a person and a fan to just kind of uh, allow my humanity to be influenced by these stories. And I think that's like the point of the mythological uh, tone poems Star Wars is, is to help grow us as people ultimately. But I did want to ask you guys and Gerard, I want to talk to you about it. Uh, With Bo-Katan, do you think that she is like the, of the people we know that exist in the universe of Mandalorians, do you think that she should be the Mandalore at this point in the story? Ask me that after this season is over. That's a, that's a fair. I can't thing. answer that question. I don't. I don't have enough. I don't know. Okay. She is very confident. Yes. If I'm going to rule my people, there's something I need. Yeah. She Man has done it n- already once before. Right. Granted. Yeah. But he he doesn't know that. You know, like sure. he, she's just like, I need your help to unite the Mandalorians. Oh, by the way, under my rule, I forgot right. to mention that. Turns part. out she really liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd vote for again. her. I'm a I'm a fan. I would too. Okay. I like the whole the yeah, whole Kree's bloodline, and I I'd like to mention, if I may, just to, to di- digress for a moment, something that I am fond of sharing with folks. And Brett, tell me if you've noticed this: Satine Kree's. Mm-hmm. She had a maybe maybe not love affair with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, let's say definitely. Okay, whether they seal whether he could seal the deal or not, there was there was definitely an emotional affair there. And there's no like there's no there's no Raylo word for Obi Wan and Satine. It's just pictures oh. of them having sex in animated oh, versions. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, well, what what I'd like to address is in the movie Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor plays a guy who is engaged in a forbidden love affair with a woman named Satine. That's really? right. Yeah. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's the reference, yeah. Nicole Kidman's reference. character is named Satine, and she cannot marry, cannot be with him because she has been promised to a duke. And what happens when one marries a duke? They become duchess. a duchess. duchess. That is, that's wow. such a great poll, dude. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I made a whole meme about it. I'm very, very proud of that one. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think that the Venn diagram of Clone Wars enthusiasts and Moulin Rouge fans is probably a fairly thin sliver. Mm-hmm. But I think we've I probably am. hit it. I mean, I think it. I think that is you. You're that sliver, but <laughs> you're the sliver, right? <laughs> Thank like, you. I don't know, Brad. <laughs> okay. Give it a shot. You could probably take on the alliance of Star Wars fanatics with that. 
Yes. I've, I've posted it in the meme thread, but I don't like posting memes to the group because it, it has the dedicated thread. I don't feel like they get the traction they deserve there. Well, hold on. Yeah. All right, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose this this thread here because what I'm touching on with this with this uh, Mandalorian stuff is like the amount we learned from what was not said, but in the conversations between Din Djarin, our guy, and Bo Katan. I mean, like the fact that like oh he's a child of the Watch. Well, she she was like number two in death watch yeah she was like the right hand uh person of yeah how many watches are we talking about here so well i mean i I think they're trying to like death watch you know how we have like different names for different you know groups that we call extreme you know in different ways that exist in the real world i'm not going to bring any of that stuff into here but like i think that's maybe their like politically correct version of what they kind of want to like like forget sure. about like some bad history that they're like oh we messed that up but like you know we're trying to be good now it's, it's the watch not death watch i you mean know? everybody but, in the empire didn't hate the empire a lot of a lot of planets did get some good deals out of it until they were mined into destruction and their people enslaved but yeah there was a, some good days some good weeks there yeah there's some good planets but i mean like so like all right so there's some good tyrants when she when she she basically it just completely throws like that personal history away. Like that's like, super bad. And that's, that's super uh, just not what they're about right, anymore. When in the covert last season, we have a, a character who's um, part of clan Vizsla that's there. I'm forget. It's the one that John Favreau voices. I'm forgetting his name. It's something Vizsla that presumably is someone who was raised in around death watch. So I'm so, like that split between, where the Death Watch people go crazy off into cult land, living in sewers and stuff. And then Bo-Katan and her group are the free Mandalore, basically the rebellion for Mandalorians. That's something this episode did that we didn't really know about yet. Because we had all this history of the, the, the Purge and all this drama, you know, in Rebels that we saw happen on Mandalore between the Empire and free Mandalorians and Rebels. But we never really, we never get that that middle area. And this episode gave us so much canon about it, or, or at least so much to speculate on. Am I going insane here? Someone else talk for a second. I need water. I think what's weird about it is like people are, people that aren't us are confused by a little bit of this. So I, I read uh, somebody was commenting on it like the name of the episode is The Heiress, but it's not, I mean, it's kind of implied um by Bo-Katan that like she wants to take over so presumably she would be the heiress but it's never really explained and so I get a little confused about you know how much are we filling in the blanks and what's actually missing you know like what was really explained in the series I don't think it's missing I just don't think we've been exposed to it yet right but I'm saying like our brains we we can fill in the blanks based on what we know already and so um, I'd be curious to know like what a more casual fan would would have gleaned from all of that yeah but I think I think they did a good job. I, I mean, I'm I'm fairly positive that, you know, anybody watching, you know, again, I watch with my wife and kid who they're not like steeped in Clone Wars lore. Um, mm-hmm. And it all made sense to them. You know, I think they get the idea that there is like more going on there, which I think is perfect. You know, there is it's giving the idea that it's just the tip of the iceberg and that mm-hmm. if you want to dig in and, and get a more time. rewarding sp- experience. Yeah, you can just go back and and check that stuff out. I did like that appearance and that she was not like an ad for the Clone Wars. You didn't need to have seen the Clone Wars to appreciate right. that character. 
Mm-hmm. You need to you need to have seen the Clone Wars to get her entire backstory. But that's not mm-hmm. necessary for an appreciation of the of the episode. And I really like that because Disney, for me, Disney ever since taking over the franchise, Disney has kind of walked the line of over marketing it to me. Um, and forgive me, Daniel. I know you've heard me say this before, but I. When A New Hope came out, if you wanted to know everything about that movie, you watched it a couple times. You maybe yeah. bought the novel. Whereas Force Awakens, if you want to know who the old guy that Kylo Ren kills at the beginning, you got to buy the novel. If you want to know what the deal is with Kylo Ren's lightsaber, you got to get the visual dictionary. If you want to know why like the shape of it is described in the visual dictionary, the hist- why those vents happen that way is in the Lego source book. Like you've got there's a lot of extraneous stuff you have to buy to get an equivalent understanding of the new films. And but that's really just hit- one of many differences between people in 1977 and people in 2020. Yeah. You have to, they need to know, well, that lightsaber hilt doesn't look like it's made out of the same material as it was in the last one. You know, well, it's like, come on. Me. That's true. Come on. That is true. <laughs> Easy, bro. Because people just watched the movie and enjoyed it. They didn't have to know, well, why but didn't they, we know everything in that one movie? Some of know? that stuff back then they got was, a little, wasn't... They got a little too much even with me with Batu. Once Galaxy's Edge opened up, it was like the next three novels center on Batu. Like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, guys. You don't have to. It's it's fine. But And I, and I don't think they crossed over, but they it got a little. And with the five years, like as soon as they introduced five years in Last, Last Jedi, Jedi. the next three novels had somebody who used five years <laughs> as hard. a as a uh, a metaphor, you know, like as strong as a Favier or and in Cobalt Squadron, we learned that Rose has always spent her whole life like, okay, I get it. The monkey face horses are a thing. We got it. It's fine. But I, I do think that I really appreciate how Favreau is sort of held back. Like he could have made more of that. Like when I was in the Clone Wars and like give us some exposition, I was like, hey kids, oh, go watch the Clone Wars. Right. But I, yeah. I think I think they did a good job with it. Really on you're talking about really on the nose inclusions. Yeah. Is what you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Brian, here's my com- here's my running complaint and forgive me if you if you guys have already heard this from me, but like I feel like too many people in the show speak like like accents you hear across the United States. Like mm. uh, alien characters, you know? So when I see a Quarren you know, Mon Calamari, yeah, I mean, Akbar, he just kind of talked like an old guy that smokes a cigar, right? So that, I guess, you know, that checks out for Mon Calamari. When you hear a Quarren talking like a dude from, I don't know, Texas, maybe, like, that's a little weird to me. Like, I I, I feel like you lose a little something Star Wars when when it's not some crazy alien language that has to be subtitled or right. not it's, subtitled It's a clearly North American regional dialect. Everybody right. should yeah. sound like Bill Burr. Right. And speaking of like normal world things, All yeah, Bill are Burr from, too. Are from Maine. Even Bill Burr irritated me a little bit <gasps> in season one by just talking like Gerard. But, you know. <laughs> well, talking like Bill Burr. I know. I mean, I know. He's, um, he's not exactly an actor per se. I think he did great though, but no, he no, did not great. Just, I, thought, I thought he would, acted great. But he was role. just Bill Burr with an like with a robot arm. Like right. I, 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 I would buy that Bill Burr is a bounty hunter and a mercenary in actual Earth. I would I buy that there was a styrofoam Dunkin' Donuts medium slightly off camera. So what? What were you? What were you? What was it that? For what sure. were you saying that bothered you about this? Oh, that, that the, like well, early. continuing like the normcore thing, right? So like I, I didn't mind the calamari sweater. But like, there's one of the core, and I don't know if you guys noticed this. I again, it doesn't actually bother me. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, one of them looked like a flasher, 
so he kind of just have you noticed he walks up with like a raincoat that's kind of like pulled tight with a belt total flasher oh i'm gonna have to catch this again like i wasn't expecting him to beat mando up i thought he was just gonna open the it the yeti up. mug really took me out of it too <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> So, all right. So, is this is which scene? Is this the scene on the ship you're talking about? No, the what? scene after when he comes back. And the second they, ambush. Yeah, and they come out and ambush him at night. Yeah, ambush number two, electric boogaloo. Which was the second ambush within three minutes. So we can disagree that Quarren kind of suck, right? That's, that's well, they the always play take. bad guys. Right, that's Name one good great. guy Quarren character yeah. ever in Star Wars, dude. I mean, before this, I couldn't have named two good two Quarren characters. There, there was the guy that had the cloth robe and Return of the Jedi, and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Give me a Nautilus or a or a Moncal if we're going to talk aquatic species. That's who, that's who I want. Do the you Kid think Fisto is right? Isn't that what he is? Uh, Kit, he's a Nautilus. Yeah, he's Nautilus. Okay. Yeah, Kit Fisto is. Um, do you guys think that was the point of the, that double ambush? Because I felt like narratively, <laughs> felt like narratively that was like a boom boom. Like, okay, I get you want like you you clearly want to show us there's something wrong with the Mandalorian. And first, I think he gets ambushed because he's just distracted, and which sounds stupid, which he never is distracted. You know, he's awake even when he's asleep. Somehow, um, he's like he's like Santa Claus. But uh, I'm asleep he, right now. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Um, but the second time, it's, is is it because he's so distracted by like figuring out that he was raised in a cult? Like, what what is going on that he doesn't just notice that he's surrounded by? Quarren who hostels yeah yeah was that do you think that had to be on purpose right i don't know i i felt like to me it did feel like clunky storytelling in a way it's like he yeah. just left these guys and like again like we know he's not leaving them for good you don't have bo katan show up for three seconds and then mando say yeah i'm not down with that and leave yeah so for them to like show up again so soon you know I, there could have been a little more time in between maybe but Again, not a huge complaint because it was still cool. And the way they took those guys out was awesome. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, I forgot to even mention, if we can go back, Bryce Dallas Howard's, Bryce Dallas Howard's direction of the, of the Razorcrest entering the atmosphere. Yep. Very reminiscent of her father's direction of Apollo 13 entering the atmosphere. I thought that was a really nice touch. And she acknowledged like she that did on Twitter. She ripped it off. Yeah. Not quite fraud. shot for shot. <laughs> it almost was a, shot for it's shot. It's an homage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was nice. It was nice. I, Brett, I like what you said about the accents, though. I think that's interesting. A lot of people have made much of, um, in the discussion of where, where we might learn Ray was from, prior to learning where Ray was from, a lot of people said, well, she's got to be a Palpatine because she has a Coruscant accent. And to which stabby I would, lightsaber moves. Uh, the thing is, though, that Palpatine is not from Coruscant, and accents are not hereditary. And uh, also, because their 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 thing was like British accent equals core world, right? And I just say Uncar Plot. And then, of course, you're like I'm, well, I'm shot down when when we do learn that she was a Palpatine. But I think it's interesting because sometimes you know John Boyega is super duper British, and they didn't have him do a British accent for a stormtrooper. It didn't sound right, right? And, you know, and then we go back to the whole David Prowse thing, because David Prowse's accent is way off from James Earl Jones, who's doing a fake British accent. So it's it's interesting to see how they've applied that. Yeah, it, accents in Star Wars are a weird thing. It's something I have an easier time with, because I'm very, like, non-regional. Like, if I travel to Texas, I will have a draw. If I travel to, you know, 
California. I'm going to be a little bit more like this. <laughs> and, oh. But like, and when I go to Boston, if I, when I, if I play three hours of Battlefront two with Steve and Gerard and Danny, I'm, I'm He's talking about the Haba. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. I got to go take a wicked piss of voice. Like I'm saying stuff like that. And it's like, what was happening? So to me, that's not a, it's not something that bothers me, but I totally get it. You know, I get it. And to your point, Brian, there should be, I think, accents for planets and regions in the galaxy. Yeah, I think that would make sense. That would be great. I, I think mean, that just makes sense. When I, when when they walk in the uh, in the first episode of this season, when Mando walks in the bar and there's a weak way behind the bar and he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, are you looking for the marshal? And immediately to me, he turned into a guy dressed up in a weak way suit. Like that's, you know. Yeah. He's just Dan Doherty. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And he was Dan Doherty. <laughs> I get what you mean. I get what you mean yeah. where it can take you out a little bit. Right. And I don't necessarily have that fan experience, but I think that's something that they need to be cognizant of, you know? Like, for example, if you work at an L.L. Bean, this episode was ruined for you. <laughs> Right. right. Like, <laughs> like I just folded that sweater. Uh, I got, yeah, I got time. I just fold that sweater, uh, you know, 15 times a day, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those funny things, but you know, um, someone shared a link to that exact sweater on JC Penney's website. Really? Like, I bet that, it sold out. I bet that it sold sweater. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought 10. <laughs> they don't we, even fit, but I bought them. Anyway. I was going to say, uh, all right. So we, we got, uh, well, that's about, like when we, when we found out that Qui-Gon Jinn's communicator is actually a Gillette sensor razor handle that's yeah. just been painted silver like all but of a sudden it looks right for ladies it looks right yeah. i tell you what if you guys there's a website for this for anyone listening uh for connor and Rui, there's a website that is called i think it's called star wars props i don't have it oh, i don't have it linked on this new computer but it literally is a prop website for star wars and it details what every material and th- real world thing props are made of so with the new movies it's actually kind of sucks because they've custom made so much stuff mm. that there, there's it's it's harder to recreate like kylo ren's lightsaber is like impossible to just build but uh the hero lightsaber ray ray luke anakin that's a graflex uh uh flash handle for they still an use old that? camera and so one? you can find those vintage you can find a vintage but the actual camera people will not sell it to you if they know you're a star wars person because they know you're going to tear it apart and turn it into a lightsaber. <laughs> or they so, will charge you $9,000 yes. for it. As yeah. they should. So it's a cool website. So check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. But um, all right. So surprisingly, we haven't talked about the absolute biggest thing in this episode. And we only have about uh, six minutes left to discuss it. Um, the Ahsoka reveal. I mean, how'd that hit you guys? Did you think it was appropriate at the time? Do you think that's the correct Jedi for us to be dealing with, like, on a macro level, like, outside of the story? Do you think that was the right choice? I'm just kind of curious, because I know we all enjoyed that, because we all love Ahsoka. But if we can be objective with it for a second. The option is going to be locating Luke Skywalker. Sure. Which is, at this point, yeah, is impossible. Well, and we're only five years after the end of the Empire, so I'm not, off the top of my head, I'm not sure the timeline, but I believe he is still training. He's still setting up shop Right. his new school. but he's he's probably not advertising himself in the bounty hunter circles. No. So it, it seems like I, I thought bet. it was a. I, I think it's a safe route to go, and I don't think that anybody is surprised that that's the route Favreau went. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Filoni is adjacent to you in any way. Ahsoka is going to show up. Um, that's a good point. But uh, yeah, I I think it was great. I really re- I no criticism. I really want to find out. I'm not angry that we don't know. I'm just interested in knowing 
where Ahsoka was during the Galactic Civil War. Well, so, all right, canon-wise, she, so before New Hope, they're on Malachor, and she gets worlds between worlds did. Because right. we, because <laughs> well put, because Dave, in, including us, a lot of people say, "Oh, Dave, you can't kill your character." We do not want her to die. Don't you put this on Dave? This is all of us wanting her to not die. Okay, right. no, so you're do right. not. She yeah, went into so, the Filoni hole, and we don't know where she's been. She goes into the. <laughs> she go. She she gets world between worlds, and then she comes out of that. It's revealed that she comes out of that after Return of the Jedi. Is that canon? That was my theory all along. No, it was your theory all along, and I, I thought you were completely bogus. Yeah, it's about, in the, I was uh, very much on the Ahsoka's dead train, and I was very wrong about that. But it's that's always Rebels. been what I said was I thought that she came out of World Between the Worlds four years after she went Cause into she, it. Because what she can't do, she tells Ezra in the World Between the Worlds episode, she's like, I can't go in and start messing with stuff. She's like, I can't, like, I'm on a certain path, right, in the Force, you know? And that's kind of how they also explained, like, guys, this isn't Doctor Who. You can't just go in and change stuff. You have to be a certain being. So then she gets she gets tossed back out at a certain moment. And that hasn't been canon revealed, but mm-hmm. she doesn't appear again till a year after uh it's sometime after yeah, she the fights Battle the Balrog Endor. and comes back as Ahsoka the White. Right? She when she comes back as Ahsoka the White with a cool staff White. and the best look ever. Yes. And then she she's takes like, Hey guys, how's everything yeah. been? Can't wait to fight the Empire. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Sabine, uh Sabine and Ahsoka go find White Castle is what it basically is at that point. So we know that she's they've gone at at this point in the story, they've gone after Ezra and Thrawn, presumably. It's been four years. Since that, that since they get on that on shuttle, that. I mean, this is all loose, right? They can mess with this at any point because that epilogue in Rebels, there's no, they're not time stamping it, you right. know, with years and stuff. So they can always be like, well, you know, we'll shave a little bit here, shave a little bit Space there. Ali, yeah, because actually, um, what's her Ranger. name? Um, nice, Gerard. Green, Sandula, Hera. Hera, yeah. Her kid Jason. is already, yeah. he seems like a toddler. By that point, so, he'd be he'd be four or five. But yeah, yeah. we don't he was know a how. Little dude, too, wasn't he? Sure was. <laughs> we don't know how fast Twi'lek human hybrids age, so he could be anywhere between two months old and ten years old. That kid mm. definitely does his eyebrows. <laughs> they look good. <laughs> they look sharp. But I yeah. I bring that up because I really hope that we do learn in the course of seeing Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. I'd like to hear a little bit more about where she's been because I loved the Ahsoka novel. And anybody I've talked to about Star Wars, when we first introduced to Ahsoka, I did not care for her. I thought she was, again, I don't no like being did. marketed at. No one here, did. Here we have an underage girl in a bare midriff tank top with gigantic eyes whose name is a phrase in Japanese. It's a little too much like, buy this. And I didn't care for it. And I also also did not like learning that Jedi get a new Padawan the same way we get a, a phone book. You didn't expect it. You didn't need it. It just shows up. Like, I feel like there should put some more thought into that sort of thing. So You're I, podcasting I was, with oh, a guy well, on, who Brian. didn't even watch The Clone Wars until 2015. I refuse hold to on. watch it. Hold on. Hold on. It, it warmed up. It's, it's made, in the Clone Wars movie, it's, it's set, like, it's made explicit that Obi-Wan requested her, but then Yoda was like, it's going to be a better learning experience for Anakin because his biggest problem is that he can't let go. So I'm going to give him something that he has to let go. 
You don't like that? You don't like that move? I, it's, you think that's I too much of a show? I don't. It's, it's a Richard move on Yoda's part. And, uh, okay. Yoda, Yoda makes a lot of decisions okay, that I don't yeah. agree with, but that, that is one of them. I the fact that she's still that alive right. shows that Vader still hasn't let go. That's true. And and mm. Yoda is Yoda's the one that excommunicated her based on an accusation of murder with absolutely no trial, and Oof, then just yeah. like... Ho hum! You can come back in now that you've you've proven us wrong with the help of Asajj Ventress. Sounds like Twitter when they try to cancel people, dude. Oh. Yeah, the Jedi Order went full Twitter. Yeah, and they did. Messed everything up. Right? I'm not saying Yoda made every decision right. I'm just and saying, guys, like, when you get kicked out of the Jedi Order, you are homeless. You are unemployed. You have no friends or family. You've known this nothing but this though. life since you were a toddler. You can use though. I mean, you can you know make a make make a good living. You but can force choke you people. Are, you can make people do stuff you want. What's better than being kicked out? Jedi? I have always no said Ahsoka Tano has more reason to go to the dark side than any Jedi in a thousand years, Anakin Skywalker included, and she stayed to the light. And that is what made me really fall in love with that character. Is is yes. that whole character arc? I already liked her by that point when she told when 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 she was possessed by the dark side on Mortis, and she told Anakin, "Don't call me Snips. I hate that." Yes, mm. I hate it too. So, so you love the character of the character. Yes, exactly. She's she's almost she's almost more of a light side being than like a regu- any regular Jedi to me. So same with Rey, yeah, like how right, Rey is like above the Jedi. Yeah, like to me, she's like above it all. Yep. Ahsoka's up there too. That's why they're my two favorite Star Wars characters. But all right, we, we're out of time for the episode. But I do want to go around the horn real quick. Bold prediction. Also, Dave Filoni is directing episode five, by the way, so I don't think we're going to get Ahsoka next episode. I think it's pretty obvious that the episode that's written by Dave Filoni and directed by Dave Filoni is going to be the Ahsoka episode. Yes. I think we can all assume that. So you don't have uh, to ask me what I think because you just said it. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying when we find Ahsoka, if and when, whenever she appears on screen, live action, if that happens, bless us, what do you think her status is going to be? Like, what do you think she's up to? She just, you know, like, I mean, I'll let you guys, your imaginations go nuts, but I have an idea of, I think, what she's doing. But, um, uh, Brett, we'll go with you, and then we'll go Gerard, then Brian, then Alta. Oh, man, I have no idea. I yeah. really have no idea. But but the good thing is, I, this, this is a mechanism that my brain has formed to not attach an idea to, you know, there's certain things where my imagination does run wild. This isn't mm-hmm. one of them. I have thought about it a little bit because I'm like, you know, Mando can't just go drop off the child, you know, because sure. you can't, you know, then it's uh, like how it should have ended on YouTube. And yeah, like you yeah. can't do that. Right. So yeah. unless, you know, this is like a negative one percent chance. Right. That they that becomes the Ahsoka show. Right. It's like Ahsoka and the child. And somehow the Mandalorian becomes something different. But I never there's your like, spinoff Tuesday nights on ABC. There it is. And that show would work because people would want to see that. But then you're killing this thing that's working so well right now mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian and the child. So there's no way that can be. So I have my boldest prediction is like Ahsoka will die in the Mandalorian. Now, that goes against like the rumors of like, oh, she's going to get her own show and, you know, it's going to be Rosario Dawson. That doesn't so have to take place after the Mandalorian. The that could take place beforehand. Uh, right. Sure. Totally. So it, it could be before this. It could be like the search for Ezra Bridger and confronting Thrawn and all that. But like, what a way to go. Right. Because I'm thinking I, this is again, this is just like played out logically in my mind. And I hope I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I actually would kind of like this, you know, like she has to die protecting them. And so now that's where the show continues to go is like, all right, this was your Jedi. Now what? 
you know? So now you are looking for more Jedi. And I wouldn't think it would be crazy, although this would then go really dark, right? Where at the end of season four or five now, you're dropping the child off at Luke's daycare. And that would be sad because that means he's probably he's gonna die. The, yeah, he's going to die. He's going to be one of the casualties. That would be like crazy, but I think it could be done right. Sure. I, I do. Okay. I, I also agree, though. I didn't know about Filoni directing episode five, but I thought there was no way we're seeing Ahsoka in episode four just because yeah. like that's sort of the rhythm of the show, right? Like sure. every time you think you know what's, you know, where Mando's going, he gets like, you guys watch Amazing Race? Yes. No. Like roadblock, right? Like, okay. Next week, a wisecracking stand-up comedian and a bunch of latex prosthetics will distract him. Exactly. And so they'll be like, no, you're, you're like the ship breaks down. I mean, the ship's already in shambles, which is cool, by the way. I mm-hmm. I love, but if you have a Mon Cal fix your stuff, it's going to be tied together with ropes and there's going to be a starfish. Like, that's so funny. Speaking dude. They of... Pirates of the Caribbean, the Razor Crest. And he's just hilarious. like... Mon Guys, I, I don't know about you, but like one of my absolute favorite episodes of, uh, besides Twin Sons, my, my favorite episode of Rebels is Flight uh, Wings. Oh, what's it called? The episode. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wings yeah, of yeah. the Commander. No, no, that's like a game. I don't know. But it's wing the Commander. one where they, Wing Commander, that's, that's what it's called. We'll go with that. Where they have to go find Quarry, the Mon Calamari oh, ship Oh, yeah, that was, that was Double Dragon was that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Corey, i love him and they have to get the uh yeah the prototype bright red awesome b-wing but anyway Corey was great i, yeah, I don't know yeah, where i was I love, going with that i just love i love that those char- that characters yeah. uh I, all right so so g what where what what is ahsoka up to and i guess brett went on to finish the show for us too but you're welcome yeah, I, I, brett took mine i'm out <laughs> yeah well now i'm depressed af after yep. brett's brett's telling me how everyone's going to die. Because so you know I'm right, Gerard. Right. Thanks. Thanks for the spoilers, Brett. I have felt it. I thought you'd <laughs> like it, Brian, of all people. <laughs> see, I figured that we wouldn't see her for two or maybe three episodes, but with Dave Filoni directing five, yeah, I'm very... They may as well just call that I Am No Jedi is the right. name of that, that yeah. episode. Just, just call it the Ahsoka Show. That'll be the name of it. So, yeah, this, I, I'd bet all your headbands that we weren't going to see, we aren't going to see her Friday this week, but next week I would expect we'd see her. I think she's, uh, I hope she's wearing that cool, those cool white robes. Cause that's, yeah. a, that's a sweet look. She didn't have a lot of closet space. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's what she's wearing. She's, all, she's, she's been, always been fashionable and utilitarian. She's yeah. always been good at that. I think she's been keeping, keeping things close to her vest, man, laying low, letting things shake out, trying not to like gather too much attention. She kind of likes, sitting back in the shadows and I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping we see her exercise that some force abilities. back in the shadows thing. That doesn't last long though. That, that two or three episode arc we get of her helping out the random starship mechanics on the final season of clone wars. Sure. That's almost, that's almost exactly what she did in her novel as well. I do so know I think... that one thing we're, we're going to see before this season is over. We're going to see her wielding a lightsaber ignited yeah. i think that's uh, no two question. of them she's got her white ones by now yeah yeah presumably she, she still has them but yeah but i also don't think i'm not expecting it until the last episode i, I agree i think there will there'll be some point they're gonna give us a cliffhanger to, you know what i mean yeah you know, what else are they gonna do they're gonna have vader come back i mean they've pulled all these things. we so, got this little child we got ahsoka now bo katan do you guys I, think it will be ahsoka gar saxon and fenral are we can well, we, can we get dead, them in the mix but oh. 
Will it be Ahsoka v by, Moff by the Gideon? way, Garth I, I think I think it won't. I think it'll be a Mando rematch with Moff Gideon. I, I think that Soka will be involved in some way. All right, let me let me just sound off. Hold on, Brett. What were you then, saying? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like I think it's likely that you know with with Moff Gideon having the dark saber and Ahsoka having lightsabers, like I I think that would be the logical end of season matchup. Do we think Moff Gideon has any kind of force powers? Like, there's no yeah, possible. Ahsoka's going to out galactically outclass him. Mm. He must have. He might be connected in some way. I mean, I'm not saying the guy's a Jedi, but just but you she, not a Jedi she fought have Darth access to the Force. She fought Darth Vader and landed a headshot on him, which nobody else in canon has ever managed to do. Aside, but nobody from... else has ever meant as much yeah. to Vader who Vader has fought. All right, all right. We're getting granted, into the weeds. Granted. We're getting into the weeds with some. We're we're starting to make. Uh, we're starting to speak in absolutes, which yes. is always bad for a Star Wars. No, it's fans. always good. You're, in your we're opinion, starting to make it's decisions bad. on what should and yeah. shouldn't be. Because you don't point, have the right is, opinion. Jeez, listen. Well, for for my for my part, what I think we'll find Ahsoka is doing is that she will, she's on that one particular cl- planet in the process of helping someone out as an altruistic influence in their life gradually and reluctantly revealing herself as having force powers and having to flee. And I do think, I think Brett's analysis is the most incisive. I could, I certainly better than anything I could come up with, but I think we'll find that she is in the process of helping people right before she has to reveal that she has the force and has to go. Sure. And, and, or she, he might miss her. He might get to that planet and be like, Oh, you know, she, we found out she was a Jedi. She had a buck. So, uh, I, I'm I couldn't be more excited to see her and 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 are, is it confirmed it's Rosaria Dawson? It's not, but it's, it's so it's, close to confirmed. Yeah, I would have preferred to see Ashley Eckstein, but I think I think that wouldn't have been uh, the right way to go. I agree. Um, they they gave really us good they gave us stuff. So they gave us Katie Sackhoff. Maybe maybe she's voicing it. I don't know, but yeah, who knows? That, I'm very that'd be funny if it was if it was Dawson in the in the orange paint and Eckstein voicing her, but I don't think they'll go that far. Um, all right. So I think it's reasonable to, to make a few assumptions about where Ahsoka is at. I think she's obviously trying to have a peaceful life. I think if, if Bo-Katan knows where she is and has a chill relationship with her, then I think at this point, Ahsoka is a little settled in some way or another. Um, she's always been someone trying to seek peace and balance. So I think that's in so what in whatever she's doing, it'll be towards that goal, whether she's reached it or not. Um, I think I agree. I agree with you guys that she may die in the series. And I'm very prepared to see that. Uh, I think it'll probably be protecting the child or some group of people because that's just Ahsoka. Um, I think it's also reasonable to consider the possibility that at some point the baby's just got to not be a part of the show. I don't think people have wrestled with that possibility. And I think that's a real thing because it's starting to get a little the, oh, the baby's in trouble every episode. The baby ate something you shouldn't every episode. You can only do that for a certain amount of time narratively before people start to be like, all right, oh, the baby's in danger. Oh, I wonder what the Mandalorian will do. Where's Carl? Right. So I think it's reasonable to think that Ahsoka will be sort of like the... uh, the guardian of this character. And since we know that George Lucas has named the planet and the species of what Yoda species is. And that was explicitly like told to us as fans. Yes, it was. That was officially, it was officially released that that conversation happened at Lucasfilm. I think it's reasonable to think. Repeat what you just said. 
that George Lucas came in and talked to them and said, no, this is the name of Yoda species. This is what the planet is called. I did not know this. He established did, it. Did he also say that he had written all 12 episodes all in his head? He just no, said hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did. Hold on. So <laughs> let me finish. So because he had to establish that, I think it's reasonable that our beautiful character Ahsoka, that no one ever wants to die and is always the guardian of the light no matter what, could see her end her finish to her story, her walk into the sunset, be taking this child to the planet of Yoda species, and that's it. She just retires there. That'd be great. It's, it's going to be some weird thing where, like, she won't be able to get back. It's a, like, one-way ticket. Like, they go there, and she just lives in peace with these people. There's some it's gonna time be a... dilation effect or something. And that... uh, Yeah, and I'm not, like, putting cash on that I love it. roulette chip. It's going well, think... to be a Jersey accent Yoda who's like, now that you've seen us, we yeah. can't let you leave. Is is voiced by Greg Gullman, <laughs> who is used guys. Uh, You're gonna have to stay here now. Yeah. So anyway, that's just I, I just think Dave just going by like stuff Dave oh. Filoni likes to do and just little pieces that I kind of put that together as like a possibility. I like, but that. she might also die in the end of the season, protecting Baby Yoda from you know the fleet apparently that Moff Gideon has that he's gonna unleash upon them, but. All right. They got That's, a lot of fleets just sitting around hanging, waiting for people to do stuff with them. And there's stuff. A you, few, only need, you only need two yeah. ships to call it a fleet. Maybe there's Boba Fett fleets. accidentally knocks her into a Sarlacc pit, and you know it's all full circle. Oh, my God. I would I would. That have would to be so awesome. <laughs> they did imply he's got kids. I wanted to talk kids. about the fleet today. I wanted to talk about the fleet. Fleet? That was such a huge reveal that there's a whole fleet. I thought you were talking about that new thing on Twitter. No, 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 no. The, 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 um, do you guys know about that? No, what? No, I don't want to talk oh, about so that. Dumb. But, uh, the, the, when the Imperials are talking, they talk about the fleet. Like, we'll rendezvous with the fleet, like, send help or whatever from the fleet. And Moff Gideon's like, no, like, you're done. And I oh, think that, that was guy, great. I missed it the first time. It took Love me to my third watch. He's like, wait, how far did they the get? Episode to no, hear the word fleet get mentioned. And I was like, oh, there's a whole fleet. We're dealing with an entire fleet. Mandalorian are, has gotten me watching Breaking Bad all over again. Right. But the, so, but the other thing Gideon. is, he, he says, long live the Empire. So it's like, where's the First Order at? Like, are they not there yet? You know? And, and I don't yeah. know if you guys picked up, there's a, in the very, in the first season, the first, I believe it's the first episode, um, there's a, a, a tone in the score that is incredibly similar to the First Order theme, to Kylo Ren's theme. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, you know, when, when they're going to meet the client, and I always wondered, you know, is that like a little, you know, are they sowing a little seed there that somehow like this, we're going to see some transition into the first order. Sure. It's a weird, it's, I like how mysterious and loose it is, yep. you know, yep. you know, I, like I love, cause you know, these, these Imperials who are, you know, fighting this underground resistance battle, you know, in Italy might be sending messages to, you know, the fascists in Argentina you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but we don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that they know where each other are. I, mean, I, I love that mystery. And I, and I, as a Star Wars fan, I think it's important to not have everything spelled out on the page. It's fun to think about this stuff, right? Agreed. Yeah. So, so, yeah. All right. That, sorry, Gerard. We ran way over, dude. That's How much bad. does Rui owe you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rui, you're, buying, you're, paying for, you're paying for this episode, buddy. Um, oh, oh, so no one tell Gerard that he's muted again. I don't know why he's muting himself. Uh, he's just been adjusting his pants the whole episode. Uh, My pants didn't fit. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. So what? So Star Wars merch time. Like, what piece of like merchandise from this episode would you want? And I'll start. Uh, I would like Campbell's clam chowder Mandalorian edition 
with squid shaped <laughs> squid shaped uh, bouillon that dissolves when you heat it up in the microwave. Mm. I think that would be hilarious to have that. That's very complex. I'd eat but, that. But uh, with the chowder, the chowder tubes, you guys didn't like that? The chowder tubes in the canteen? We have chowder awesome. like that, kid. Yeah. I've, I've been to places that have chowder tubes. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not going back. Yeah, I'm talking to the, the Massachusetts guys about Come on, kid. chowder. That's how they used to serve it at the No Name. <laughs> That's right. Not much of a stretch. Brian, what would, uh, what would your piece of uh, episode-specific merch be from this one? I don't know. They didn't really grab me. A holographic Moff Gideon. Yeah. Okay. They're coming passion. out with a Moff. A lot of passion in that one, huh? I, I mean, it just. I didn't. I didn't see anything that I want. I. I'm. I'm never good at this. At this question, because if it's not a Palpatine, I don't see it. I see it. This is it, good for you to think outside of your box. I. I still want to see yeah. a, a Haslabs uh, crate dragon to scale. But sure. no, let me I, let me take that back. Not a holographic Moff Gideon. I think a Titus Welver's character is pretty cool. That'd be interesting to see. But yeah. I think we got we got to get a three set of um, Bo Katan and Sasha Banks Ooh. and um, and Dude. Like we got to yes. get a three pack of guys. Those guys. Yeah, complete with small grenades. Oh, his name is X Wolf. That's right. X-Wolf. That is cool too. His he name was named by cool. George Lucas, right? It's, it's so not cool. He's so felony. So ex wolves. Oh, I kind of went off on that in our admin chat about that, but I thought I was just joking around. I think the name's perfectly for, fine and normal. But uh, I mean, I don't think that all Mandalorians are using the name that they were born with. Nobody names a baby ex wolves. Brian, maybe an ex wolves body spray. Is it wolves or wolves? Wolves. 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 It's wolves. It's W O V E S. Nobody, nobody named like nobody named you Daniel. You must have done that after, right? No, I was. They wanted to name me Broderick. <laughs> And then they oh. were like, "Now they Daniel's named him Bo Catanial." Bo Catanial. All right, Brett. So, what would you what would you take from the episode? Uh, I, so you either get a two pack of uh, of Frog Lady and, and Senor Frog. Oh, <laughs> with little baby. Can, can we call him Pepe? Pepe. Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also that was a very touching scene. So when Baby Yoda yes. was playing with the baby frog and like. Oh, so these are not for eating, and I can actually care for another creature. I thought oh, that was really, really nice. Um, either that, or maybe you get the Corrin stripper from the uh, dockyards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, or the really... Corrin flasher. Okay, so flasher. I'm kidding about those, but honestly, I think it's I think it's J.C. Penny calamari, like that guy. I actually really yeah. like the way he looked. So, like, if I'm really looking for something to to put on my desk to look at every day, it's that. Yeah. I, th- I would series. love it. Yeah. I'd love a square framed piece of that sweater. Just like in it, like behind glass. All right, Gerard, what do you, what are you putting in that office? I want a battle damaged baby Bjorn that, um, got eaten oh, by that. Yeah. I want a messed up child. Carrier. Open the pram. She yeah. bumped his head. She bumped his head when she was taking him out. I was watching she very totally, carefully. She could have totally wrecked baby. You gotta be Yoda. Could have scratched him. You gotta wait until he's at least 65, 70 years old before you can stop being a little more careless. That's right. Before he can sit in the front seat. A- any parenting book will tell you that. Right. I mean, come on. No, those Dr. are all good Spock. things, guys. Those are all good things. Hopefully we'll get I think we'll get one of those things, Brian's three pack. I think that's the thing that we will actually get. I, but, uh, I'm pretty I sure that's gonna be open. I'm not gonna buy it, but I think this should definitely make it. Yeah. I think a, a couple a that we too. mentioned last week too would be such good ideas. I think they're saving that for another like the Mando Mondays, the first one was like a big deal, like a lot of really good I mean, you know, they've had Moff Gideon, Black Series, I think, and 
and some big ones but like some grief of the other cargo, stuff that just got recently dropped yeah grief it? cargo but some of these other ones seem like no-brainers so i'm thinking they're such no-brainers that maybe it's like a bigger reveal later on okay but they gotta no, pace think, themselves you know i think i think you're right i think gauging the popularity of the show and then coming out with stuff later is a perfectly fine avenue for marketing i think it's, it's star wars it's already too big to fail yep um all right that's all i got as far as episode discussion, Gerard. Well, Gerard, you done doing muted. your taxes over there? Yeah. Um, I can't. Uh, I can't focus on anything. I'm always okay. doing multiple things and not doing any of them well. Um, but it was a cool episode. I liked it. Good takes. Mm-hmm. I like that merch stuff too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see Brian get a little excited about something that wasn't Palpatine. That's nice. <laughs> Has to happen one day. Anybody have a? Uh, Anything they want to close with? Any final thoughts or some grand expectation for this Friday morning at 3 a.m.? Uh, I can already hear the people screaming filler episode. Yeah, it's going to happen. Show up. The F- I, I can already like hear it in my sleep. I can't wait. You know, I I actually gain energy and life force from people getting upset by at stuff like that. So Likewise. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to feel good this weekend because there's going to yep. be so many teams. I'm actually going to go to the fishing village on Trask and open up a can of crab claws and eat them you right won't. now, actually. It's literally what I'm having for dinner is a can of crab claws. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you from that. So yeah. on that note, thanks for joining me tonight, gents. It was a great episode, both of the Mandalorian and of the Mandalorians. Yes, sir. And thank you, Brett, again for joining us, man. Oh, hey, we this love is having great. I, I have a blast doing this anytime. Yeah. When you get sick of it, you just stop answering my, you know, text. Just no, I'll just, me, I'll like, just tell you in a hurtful way. Yeah. Well, I would <laughs> I expect nothing way. less. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget to check out the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, Broaxium Quickshot, The Skywalk, spelled W-O-K. Like the thing you cook in. Two words. Yes. Three, actually, if you count the. That's true. That is three words. So, The Skywalk. Pay and, five um, bucks for each word. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks for checking it out. We'll catch you on the next one. Yeah.